This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says the U.S. and China are expected to sign off on the agreed-upon Phase 1 trade deal in January. He says the deal is completely finished and is undergoing a technical scrub and translation before it can be formally finalized. The deal was announced last week, but details have been slow to trickle out. According to industry sources and government officials briefed on details, the deal addresses the biotech approval process, sanitary and phytosanitary measures, and food safety issues on top of the boost in ag purchases President Donald Trump has declared. For more details, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. We're approaching the end of the year, which often leads to personal and professional reflection on the last 12 months. For the ethanol sector... Overall, I'd say it was one of the most difficult years uh, in the industry's history. That's Jeff Cooper, president and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association. He says the highlight of the year for the sector was the approval of year-round E15 sales. Well, we did see an immediate response from the retail sector and from terminal operators to that announcement. And again, it came one day before, you know, otherwise they would have had to stop selling E15. But we did see an immediate response. We had uh, you know, hundreds of retailers who had been anxiously awaiting that announcement decide that they're going to move into E15 now that they have the ability to sell it year-round. And we did see a, a continued growth in E15 sales throughout 2019. We didn't see that dip or that evaporation in E15 demand during the summer months that we'd seen in previous years. But he says this week's approval of a new way to account for small refinery exemptions won't address the issues the industry has with the waivers. What they ended up finalizing is a half solution. It doesn't completely address the concerns around small refinery exemptions that our industry has. And it does feel like a bait and switch. We were promised that EPA was going to address this issue and and ensure that the 15 billion gallon uh, requirement that appears in the law would be fully enforced in 2020. Uh, We're not convinced that this final rule is going to get us there. Cooper says he also wants to turn some attention to Capitol Hill and the Climate Change Committee in the House. The National Farmers Union says the health of ag exports will be at the top of their list in 2020. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A longtime small farmer advocate is pessimistic about agricultural trade and markets heading into the new year. Speaking to AgriPulse shortly before the U.S. and China formally announced a phase one trade deal, National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson said he fears 2020 will be another mess for farmers. You look at the demand signals, the disruption in trade, the loss pretty much of the Chinese market. You know, a few years ago, they were the number one egg export market for the U.S. They're down to like four, five, or six, depending on how you want to calculate it. He says farmers are becoming increasingly reliant on market facilitation program payments. Well, my guess is we'll have them next year because it's election year, but they're not sustainable. I mean, this country has a massive debt problem that it has just sort of buried its head in the sand on. That's going to emerge, and we're going to have to figure out how to I mean, we need to think about different agricultural policy to deal with this economic crisis that we're in. Johnson fears farmers have lost key international markets for the rest of his lifetime. Our reputation is significantly damaged, and we better recognize that there's a whole bunch of new land came into production in Brazil and Eastern Europe. That's not going to turn around and go out of production. So we're going to have to make some tough decisions and, and make some choices. He argues there needs to be more commodity price support for farmers, 
Johnson would also like to see a significant increase in conservation research tied to production agriculture. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Before we let you go, a brief programming note. This will be the last Drive Time podcast of 2019. We'll resume our broadcasts on January 6th. From all of us at AgriPulse, have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and a Great New Year. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.